What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Desire to Inspire. I'm Dylan, and I'm here with my boy, Durf. And today, we're going to kind of just go over my marathon that I completed this past weekend. Me and Freddie have been... Uh, shut the fuck up. We've been reluctant to talk about it, because I told him, just save it for the podcast. We'll get all your questions answered. So I'll kind of let you run it then. I won't even talk about it. I'll see what kind of questions you have about it. All right. All right. How, uh, how many days out are we from your, your race? Uh, after we are, when this drops, it'll be six days, six days. How are you feeling? Way better than I was the day of and the day after. All but right, cool. my, my right knee does feel like it might be out of place at times. I keep having to like kick it out and pop it back, but I'm not walking on a limp anymore. So that's a plus. That is a plus. Um, I would jump into questions about the race, but I think that again, with social media, just showing glimpses of everything, it always shows the finish line, but the starting line was way before, what was it Saturday when you actually took off? Um, so what was the journey to kind of get there? When did you get into running? Have you always been involved in running? I mean, I've played soccer since I was three, but I wouldn't say like I was a distance runner. When I was in middle school, I actually like tried to do track and soccer at the same time. And I found out that I was flat footed. And the doctor said, like, that's not a good idea. Like, you got to pick or choose because you're going to hurt yourself. So it's kind of crazy, like, that I even do it in the first place. But I can remember when I got into like running races, I was actually, I was at Marcus's house with him and Alex. And this was like, it had to be around Christmas time because we're fucked up. Like, let's not get this mistaken. But this was like <laughs> in the peak, like my partying, like fat Dylan face. Oh. Uh, Can you pop up the picture? How good are your editing? Can you pop up the picture of fat Dylan in the army backpack? Oh yeah, I could definitely, I was going to say, I don't know which one. Cause the thing is like, I didn't take a lot of pictures back then for that reason. Like I didn't know yeah. where I looked, but Alex was talking about how he had this 5k the next day at Cedar point. It was like a Santa hustle. And he's like, you guys should do it with me. And we're already, we've already been drinking. It's probably like 10 p.m. And he's like, well, we'll go to bed now. We'll be good for the morning. So he convinced me, Marcus, to do it somehow. I, and it was the very next day. So I went and uh, it was at Cedar Point and I ran it in a Santa onesie. And then like after that, like we just started running with Alex Moore. And he had already been like in endurance sports. So he was like, oh, let's let's take it a little farther. So like we just gradually increase our distance and that was when I signed up for my first half marathon and then I just kind of have been in and out of it ever since I don't say into it because like there's always gaps between races but mm-hmm. I don't know where it all started when uh when was your first half how many years ago mm, 2018 or 2019 okay so there wasn't that much of a gap was this your second race the race after your half or did you do another full one before this I did a full before this I did the uh pro football football hall of fame one that was about three years ago okay what was more challenging about this race because I know that you did this one in Texas correct yep so you came to Texas what was more difficult about doing one here versus Ohio I'm guessing yeah I wouldn't even say that it was that the location really made a difference but with my first one I didn't really have a goal my goal was just to finish and it was to finish without walking so like I was like no matter what like just keep moving don't stop I know how I am like if I stop 
it's going to be stop and go, stop and go, stop mm-hmm. and go. So that one, my goal is to finish. I finished in four hours and 19 minutes. And this one, I was like, okay, you did 419. Let's get below four. But if I'm being honest with myself, I really wanted to get 330. That was okay. That was a goal that I kept close to my chest and I didn't really tell a lot of people about, but my goal was 330. That was, that was a question you wouldn't answer over text messages that we had to save for here. Um, you had a killer time. Every single person that I've talked to that knows you or follows you um, that I'm close with thinks that your time's unbelievable, especially because I don't think they know how much you've trained and the conditions you've trained in uh, because being out in Colorado you got the mountains and the weather playing a factor, even Bobcats. I think you saw one on the, the pathway. Oh, um, <laughs> or a coyote, a coyote, not a wolf, okay. coyote. Do you think that um, training in Colorado made a difference coming to Texas with the altitude or the conditions that you were training in? A hundred percent. So here I ran kind of like the same trail a lot. I would go different ways, but like if I was doing a long run, like over 10 miles, I would go a certain way and at mile five, it was like straight up a mountain for about a mile and a half. So, and then it would level out and come down. So it was better, but I knew that coming to Texas, like it would be an elevation change anyways. And so I'd probably be able to breathe easier, which I was looking forward to. But I will say that the elevation, not like elevation in terms of like how high up Denver is, but the elevation, like in terms of the course was more yeah. than they advertised. Ah, uh, okay. And who is they, who, what was the race that you did? Uh, it was the Go One More Marathon. It was put on by Bear Performance Nutrition. And so the the CEO ran a marathon there last year in the hopes to, like, that's how kind of how he actually got this track certified so he could run one there because everything was shut down because of COVID. Okay. So when he ran it, he went out and back, out six and a half back twice, which we did too, but he flipped the course around. So he started off uphill and then went downhill. We started off downhill, so then coming back, we had to go uphill. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I'm not sure the reasoning. I think probably just because there was more people, and, like, it was closer to the ranch where, like, all the bathrooms were, so it just made more sense. Like, that's where we'll start so that everybody can kind of get ready there. Yep. And so that was the same place that he did it back when COVID happened in 2021? Yep. Interesting. Um, I know – but for the people, how many people were involved in this race? And what was it like for you when you got the acceptance that you were a part of this race? What did it mean to you uh, with this stipulations and circumstances? So I've been following like the brand and Nick himself for a while. And I actually didn't even have plans to run a marathon, but he announced that they were going to be doing a half and a full. So I was like, oh, let me try. And he's there's only me 200 spots. So I was like, all right, let me try. So I had everything pulled up on my phone, my computer ready to go. And somehow I got a spot, but it sold out in like under two minutes. So I was pumped just because I was like, all right, cool. Like I'll get to go like be around these pretty much like everybody who's going to do it at least has to care about the brand and like the people. So I was like, it's going to be a like-minded community. Like, so I just thought that that was going to be really cool. But even being there, there was a little over 200 racers just because like they open up to like athletes, ambassadors, stuff like that for the brand. But it, it was super cool. That's dope. Who were the uh, sponsors that were involved? Were, pe- were there a lot to be, um, I don't know what you call them, people in the like stance cheering you on, not stance, but like along the path? No. So that was actually like what was rough about it is 
because it was at a private ranch, they wanted to be like respectful of this dude's place and like not bring. So we all got bust over there. Like they didn't want to have cars on property, all that kind of stuff. So we wow. got there, bust back, and we weren't allowed to bring any spectators. If you wanted to spectate, you had to buy a ticket to the race. Did Domi buy a ticket? No. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame her. <laughs> when when I got it, we weren't even sure if she was going to come or not. Like it was kind of like if I have to go alone, like I, this is something I want to do. I'm going to go alone. But like mm-hmm. there were sponsors. So like it was uh, an event put on for Team RWB, which is like a, a charity for veterans and stuff like that. So like mm-hmm. all the proceeds went to them. But then there was like a few like Yeti sponsored it and like a couple other like athletic companies. Okay. Damn. Like people from their team, like in different spots, like to help like with aid stations, water, that kind of stuff. Does uh, do the people that put it on, do they have like a community group that – you guys are so in contact with afterwards, like a platform in that sense. Yeah. So like when we all got accepted, they made a private Facebook group and put all of us in it. So like we could train pretty much like talk through training. Like we all followed each other, like on Strava and like different running apps. And then like they've been dropping like pictures and videos and everybody's like been putting stuff in there that they have after the fact. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Another thing that is top of mind is what did it, because we always stress how like exerting energy, working out, doing things like that uh, really has a positive impact on the mental side and like how you think not only about yourself, but just accomplishing goals that maybe you thought were not obtainable, whether it was the time actually completing the marathon, whatever it was, what was your lowest point during either training or the race? And then what was the highest point that afterwards you got like gratitude from? All right. So this is probably going to be long winded because now I'm just going to get into the description of the race because I don't want to like jump to the end without Mm. like going through the whole thing. So for me, like a big mental thing for me, like keeping me accountable, keeping me on track is having a date on the calendar. So like that's why I'm always like looking for a race or at least like being like, okay, like I'm about to do like this three month challenge or 75 hard, whatever it might be, like just having something that I'm pushing towards where it's like, Mm. here's the goal. And now I know what to do, like incrementally to that point. So I'll, I'll go to my lowest point first, but it's, it's going to be a buildup. All right. Um, like I said, I was aiming for 330 and it was pretty cold that morning. It was like 40s. And we got there probably lower than that, actually, like when we first got off the bus. But we got mm-hmm. there like an hour early. So I had sweats and a hoodie on and they had like an inside area. So I was like hanging out in there as much as possible just because like I don't want to be freezing. And then we had to be at the starting line 20 minutes before, like we actually took off, like just for speeches, national anthem. They had like a flyover, so that kind of stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really dope. And so, like that point, I was just in my shirt and my shorts, ready to go, and I was fucking cold. But like after like the speech and like everything, we actually had a wheelchair racer. So like they sent out this dude in a wheelchair 60 seconds before everyone, and he was rolling, bro. Like he did the full marathon in a wheelchair. Oh my God. Yeah. It was insane. But so he went out and everybody's hype. And then like a minute later, we all take off. And I kind of knew where I wanted to be pace wise. If I'm going to mm-hmm. 30, it's around eight minute miles. And I told myself like, just hit like nine, nine 30 for the first couple. And then we'll, we'll lower it down and then we'll start hammering it home later. Well, my first mile was like eight twenty, just from like, which happens a lot. Like people get burnt out. But I actually didn't yeah. feel burnout. Like if it, it felt really good. And I think that that is like where the Denver elevation came into play. 
and like I kind of dropped down. Mm-hmm. That helped. Like I felt, I felt good. I found someone who like I could tell he was going the same pace as me, and so I was like, I'm just gonna stay next to him, and we'll be good. Well, he I could tell was starting to slow down a little bit off of his pace. So I'm like, fuck it. I feel good at like 8:15. I'm just gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. So I get down to the turnaround, which is mile six and a half. I'm at like 43 minutes. So like I'm right where I need to be. Like 45 per six and a half is like exactly where I wanted to be. Like at least for the first half of the marathon. Cause then yeah. I put down a bit on the back. So I made the turn, come back, which is now the uphill, but I still maintain my pace all the way to mile 13. I'm like, all right, cool. And then there was like a lot of people by that point at like the starting line, like just like family of like crew members or like people like associated with the brands, like they're all cheering people on. Plus some people only did a half. So like, then they're there, like, yeah, so it was helpful. So then I'm, I felt real good that coming back, then I get to mile 20. So now I'm all the way back at the turnaround and I'm still on pace. I'm at eight minute mile pace through mile 20. I'm like, Oh shit, we're good. I'm like, like you just got six and a half left. Like let's coast. And everyone says that there's a wall at mile 20 that you hit. It is, it's this thing in the marathon community. And when I ran my first one, I don't really remember hitting a wall. Like it was, it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just going to finish, not for time. So I felt good, but I felt like I was going to die. Like I started to cramp, like my calves were cramping. My lower back was cramping. My ass was cramping. And I'm like, fuck. And it's all uphill. The winds picked up. It, at some points there were 20 mile per hour winds and they were right in our face. Like it was literally uphill and a win. I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, don't stop. Like the the first time you stop to walk, you're not going to be able to keep going nonstop. But it was getting so bad at one point. I was like, all right, take a minute, stretch out, rub your calves, whatever you got to do. And then get right back to it. That was the beginning of the end. Then on out, it was like, um, like a mental battle. This was like one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life was getting through those last six, six miles. And like, at some point I knew like, you're not making 330, just, just push for that on a sub four now, like just go for mm-hmm. under four. But I'm not going to blame the elevation at the end. I'm not going to blame the wind. Like I'm not even going to blame this, but I know that this is a factor, which is, it's really my own fault. Cause I didn't prepare. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, had optimal nutrition and hydration during the race. I'm used to running like with like a backpack on with like a couple bottles and it has like scoops of like their product in it, which is carbs, electrolytes, and sodium. And they had at every aid station, which are about two and a half, three miles apart. But from the six and a half to the next one is the farthest one. It's like three and a half. And that's like when I probably needed it the most and not having, I think if I had it on me, I would have been okay. Mm -hmm. But not having any water on me, it, I was just like dependent on every station. And it's not like they give you a bottle of water. It's like, here's a cup that's like half full. And like, I'm trying to chug it while I'm running. So it's spilling everywhere anyways. Yeah. So like, I really think like for whatever I do next, I just need to like, the way that I train, I need to show up the day of. And that's 100% my fault. But mm-hmm. that was 100%. My lowest point was mile 20 to mile 26. I had my phone with me because I had headphones in, like just listen to podcasts while I go. I don't like to listen to music because then I pace off that, but I will listen yeah. to podcasts. I had on airplane mode. So anyone texting me about the race, I wouldn't see. 
and I turned it on at like mile 21. I was like, maybe someone will have texted me and that'll push me through. Like, and so I had like a, it was chip timer. So I'd sent the link to my mom, my dad and Donnie. And so like they were watching like all day, like where I was. And four minutes before I turned on my airplane mode, Dami texted me like, holy shit, you're fucking killing it. And that was at mile 20 where I was on pace for my eight minutes. And I was like, I said, not anymore. I hit a fucking wall and I'm dying. You texted her in the middle of the race? Yes. (laughs) In the middle of the race. I was like, I hit a wall. I'm fucking dying. And I was, It, it was horrible. So that was my low point. And then my high point would probably be mile 24. I stopped to stretch out my calves again. And a dude comes up alongside me and he stops. And he's like, come on, bro, two more miles. So at that point, I took my headphones out through my pocket and we stayed together for the last two miles. It was me, him. And then another girl ended up catching up like at an aid station. And then mm-hmm. we must just finished out the entire race together. And I do not think because I ran the last two without stopping to walk. I don't think I would have been able to do that without other people there pushing me. That's dope. Yeah. That's that, dope. that part was really cool. Yeah. That, uh, that shows the unity, even like <clears throat> whether it's the racing community or even like the gym that I go to, there's a really strong community. Um, but there can be anything like whatever, whatever your interests are, there's always like people there that will relate to you, even though, I mean, it was probably daunting going there. Like you didn't know anybody in Austin. So I imagine there was people from all age ranges or was it mainly around yours? No, I mean, I I would say a majority of them were like twenties, thirties, but a lot of them, there there was older, there was younger, but where we had been in this group, like a lot of us have been following each other and like commenting on different training stuff. So like when we got there, it was like, Oh, what's up, man? Like good to finally meet you. It was like, it was like, we met people who we'd never met, but like, Mm-hmm. like their entire journey so like we've all kind of went through the same process together yeah that's dope that's what makes it uh, a little more satisfying at the end is knowing that like you training by yourself and like we have a snap group where we're like we motivate each other to work out and stuff like that but I mean the days that you're out there running two hours at a time and you get back to the snap group and some of us will be out some of us may mm-hmm. have went to him um, so keeping that determination throughout the process is real powerful but then you get there and you see the people that were training with you that weren't with you and it's like all right this is why i do it because then there's a sense of community and family that makes it a lot easier and makes you want to keep going back to like either do it again or get involved in something else yeah for sure that community was everything like it's like i've been to a lot of races where it's you stop people are just passing you i think that's just because they're bigger races where this one was so like tight-knit the owner of the company, everyone who crossed the finish line, puts the medal on, gives them a hug. Every single person. Like, it didn't matter how. Every single one. It was, it was super fucking dope, man. You got the medal? Right okay. we yes, love to sir. see It's my favorite one. Favorite did one. You guys get, did you guys get, like, care packages from the sponsors that were there? Yeah, so, like, we, we got a shirt for the race. Then they had... Yeti was a sponsor. We got like a custom Yeti, like with their logo on it, which is super cool. And then there was also this company there. I had never heard of them before. It was called Legends. But I guess like it was like Kobe's next thing, like that he was working on. It was like he was working on like this clothing brand and he wanted to be like athlete owned. And so when he passed, a whole bunch of other athletes pitched in and like he said like Quavo's a partner in like ownership now. But then it was like 
Baker Mayfield, uh, like all these people like came together to get it. And they were like there the day before, like an athlete check-in, just giving out free shirts. And it's like, yeah, he was like, here, he's like, what size are you? I told him, he's like, ah, they're a little slim. I think you should go one up. He's like, you know what? Just take both. Dude, I looked at the shirts later, $55 shirts. I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, these people are just out here balling. That's cool. What did you, uh, what was your celebratory meal? I got Chipotle actually. You got Chipotle? Yeah, I was, well, they had like, they had a band afterwards and like food trucks and they had like beer, they had beer for everybody. I don't know how motherfuckers get done doing that and drink a beer early. I was so mentally spent. I went, took my shoes off, like did a little bit of recovery and I was like, I'm catching the first bus out of this bitch. (laughs) Back to my car, back to whatever. And I was going to stop at Chipotle. I ended up texting Dami. I'm like, can you just order this back to the hotel? Cause I'm not going to be able to walk in there. <laughs> I wish you could have seen me walking that, that evening. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Or the next day. Cause we went out that night and then. Oh, I there you go. Your walk. body probably absorbed that alcohol quick. <laughs> Very quick. Very quick. Well, uh, I don't know if you want to release the news yet so you can edit this if you want to. But like I uh, just said a little bit ago, um, the community and having those people around either drive you to do it again or get involved in something new. Are you uh, getting involved in something new, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to put it out there yet, but I will because I so by the time this comes out, I have a YouTube video out that'll like talk about the race, too. Okay. And then my next one will probably be like my announcement. So probably next week. But we'll give the fans the exclusive. Uh, so like I said, I like to have a date on the calendar. This date is nine months away, but for good reason, I'm going to need to put every fucking ounce of everything I have into these next nine months. I signed up for a full Ironman. (laughs) And for those who don't know, that is a 2.4 mile swim followed by a 120 mile bike ride followed by a full marathon. Animal. So I'll be doing that in Florida on November 5th. There's a, like you said, community, a group of guys that I know from in-person and online, like they all, we all have mutual connections. Yeah. A lot of us, it's our first time. Like a lot of them are like, uh, some are power lifters who hold world records. Some are like strong men and like, they're all like, fuck it. Let's get out of our comfort zone. Let's all do it. So we're all working with the same coach and we have like our first group call next week where we just all kind of just that way. Like, it's not like me, like if I don't have questions, like they might bring up something that I don't know. Yeah. So running training. I actually just had my first swim session today and tomorrow I'm back to the run game. Is that what uh, we won't obviously go into it, but is swimming the part that you're most nervous about or is it the biking? Obviously of the running down. No, hundred percent swim. I'm not okay. the gifted swimmer as it is. And yeah, that's a long fucking distance and it's in open water. It's in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, that's crazy. I, uh, and the reason I wanted, and I'm glad that you said this because I think that this platform is going to give people the drive to go after stuff. And that's what we're here to do is like show people that the impossible is possible, no matter what that task is. Um, and so I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but obviously hanging around you and stuff like that, you're already pulling me out of my comfort zone and thinking different ways. I mean, Florida, baby, come on, join the crew. (laughs) I'm going to do something. I don't know what it is. And we will talk and discuss. 
Um, but I'm not going to let you keep doing these journeys um, and these different things alone because we're in this together. So we're in life together in the sense of challenging ourselves outside of our normal day-to-day tasks. Um, so I'll figure something out, whether it's running based or some sort of, I don't know, it'll be something. Um, but that way we can document it and we can show people what the journey's like and hopefully inspire them to like join us. And you came out to Dallas or Austin for the race. Hopefully like down the line, we can get other people to train and then we all come out here and do a race together. And then we all go to another location to do something. Oh. Um, during my training, I'm going to have to do like small races in order to like as practice. Uh-huh. That might be something we consider because like there's sprint triathlons. I don't know the swim distance, but I think it's like a 20 mile bike and then just a three mile run. So like, I'll probably okay. do those just to get myself in the mindset. But I mean, that would be something where it's not like super like yeah. for you, but it'd be something like and you don't have to do this. This is a suggestion. I don't yeah. know when it's going to be anyways, but like, I know I'm going to have to do like build up races. I'm not just going to go fucking jump in and not know what it feels like to swim in open water. Yeah. Uh, that'd be kind of dope if like we could find something to do together, like in my process. Okay. Dope. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Um, because again, this is all about challenging your mental and physical states and to be better every day. And there's people out there that hammer things and you have to do this and have to do that. But as long as you're doing something, that's all that matters. Yep. Um, so it's about being uncomfortable and figuring out a way to uh, persevere through that. But we'll figure out a challenge and maybe see if uh, other people want to get involved. Um, And then we can all hold each other accountable. And whether it's personal life stuff that doesn't involve working out, but it involves you doing stuff that you're pushing off or actually being physically active, whatever it is, we'll think of challenges. Um, That way we can all be involved, do something that is uh, changing our mindset. So that way we can start showing ourselves that it really is possible and it's not that hard to obtain, um, especially when you have a community or family around you that's pushing you to reach those goals. Yeah, I think like for me anyway, it's 100% more mental than it is physical. Like this this race taught me that more than anything is like I was in my head and I that is 100% what stopped me from reaching my ultimate goal. Yeah. Will not make the mistake again come November. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Well, excited to see that journey. Um, congrats on the race. Thank you. I uh, have a little wimpy medal from a 5K I did. So we going to step up from there. Hey, um, that's a shitty 5K medal, bro, because I have some from 5Ks that are bigger than this one. Yeah, no. They my... Yeah, they played you, bro. Uh, but as y'all know. What? There we go. I was just going to say. If you guys do have a challenge or you have a suggestion for us, drop it in the comments. Like if you guys are going to do something to challenge yourself, like put it here and that way you are held accountable. Like, yep. We'll see it, whatever it is, but yeah, that or uh, like it, we're going to hold you through social media or something like that. That way we can start holding each other accountable. Cause as we all know, we let, we got to have the desire to inspire uh, and it's got to start with us or else we can't create this way behind us. Yes, sir. So congrats again, Dylan. Um, if people have questions about marathon training or anything like that, reach out to Dylan. Um, as you all know, uh, like, subscribe, share this post. Um, we don't want anything more than to just help people. So let's make it happen, baby. Let's do it.